The second reading is from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful. Sorry, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Thanks be to God. Put on my clicker. Allow me to share some reflections, please. Just another Christmas. Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the opportunity to share your love this morning. Open our hearts and minds to what you would like us to receive as we hear examples of how you journey with us in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, it's almost here again. Christmas time. Are we excited? Does it set off alarm bells in you? Oh, no. Panic sets in like the whole world is about to lose control. Isn't that true? Does it put your compass into freewheeling? Does this, the needle just almost spin off? Or does it bring you into focus? Seeing what's important in life. Does it give you the sense of peace, knowing God has it all in his hands? I grew up in a loving family home where Christmas was a true highlight of the year. For us as a family, as kids, it was a time of celebration, something we look forward to. Besides the food, oh, the food, <laughs> the cold weather, snow, ice skating, debocketing, snowboarding, you name it, and then catch up at night with friends over a hot chocolate and a hot, hot cheese chili kransky. Oh, the food. <laughs> and the ham, of course. I can almost smell it. The whole month of December was a kind of stairway towards Christmas. Allow me to share some of the indicators for me that it was almost Christmas time. The 5th of December, that's usually the first day of Advent, was St. Nicholas Day. We didn't share Christmas presents with one another over Christmas. We had it on the 5th of, the de of December. So that sort of separated the commercialism of shopping for stuff, which is all about the celebration of, of Christmas, by going to church and walk the journey of Advent. Together as a family and with friends, this is around the first Sunday. The second sort of indicator was that mum started to sing in the house and she put on these vinyl records and one of the first ones that she would put on would be Bing Gosby. <laughs> I am dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> Do you ever think of that? Dreaming of a white Christmas? And then the third sort of indicator was that dad would change the music and put it up when he walked up from the farm and put on Boney M. <laughs> A child, Jesus Christ, born on Christmas Day, just to stir the water, he would do so. It was a fun time. And then the fourth one, we would go to our grandparents at Christmas Day 
but all my cousins, all 18 of us, you know, all under the age of 11, kids everywhere, and then at noon, there was this hush in the house. My grandma, Oma, Cornelia, would put on the TV, and then the Pope would be delivering his message, and it would only be Christmas once he gave the blessing in Dutch. And then it was Christmas real for her. I'm sure we all have little snippets like that. Indicators are, is leading up to Christmas. And I'd love you to share those stories with me and one another over a coffee later on. Or even more important, around the dinner table the next coming days. So Advent is the beginning of the church liturgical year. Four weeks leading up to Christmas, a time of separation for our hearts and minds to focus on the significance of the Lord's birth at Christmas night. Today is the fourth Sunday, and that's why we're having a service in the morning. So are we ready? Are we ready for Christmas, or do we have to go out and go shopping like millions of other people around the world? Interesting thought, when reflecting or pondering on it, don't we all get that sense of a stirring in our spirits? Or maybe even God's voice guiding us to reflect on what happened on this very night some 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem? Mm. Not always, right? You see, the Romans uprooted all the people of the Roman Empire, not just in Judea and Syria, all over the world where they were ruling. This major movement of people had to go to their hometowns for this census, to write down their names for tax purposes. But as we know, the beauty, the beauty of hindsight is that God used this in a very, very different way. A night full of hustle and bustle, just like we experience. People on the move, hotels and lodgings fools. I'm sure the prices were sky high because it was Christmas time, right? And for some opportunity to make lots and lots of money. That's what they were doing. Does that sound familiar? I'm sure that is why Christmas shopping feels like a nightmare. It's definitely not just a normal, ordinary time in the world. Not then, and not now. I think that's fair to say. But this very night, everything changed. What made it so special? That people cannot stop talking about it from that night on. For centuries to come, and I'm sure there'll be more, many more centuries to come, something, sometimes it's even misguided. It's all about Christmas, isn't it? Christmas. And I'm sure I don't need to unpack that word for you and talk about the Latin and the Greek of that and the origin of Christmas. But one thing for sure, it's stuck. Not just an ordinary night. Everything changed, and it didn't change because of love. The name of the fourth candle of Advent is love. And it's not every year that the fourth Sunday of Advent and Christmas Eve are on the same day. Every six or seven years. I looked it up on Google. So. <laughs> Hindsight is a gift from God. It is a beautiful gift. However, usually we see it through colored and sometimes even scratched or broken glass and definitely not always in a positive way 
allow me to share an experience that announced that life was about to change for me. It was December 1980. Some of you wouldn't even be bored at that time. That's my hometown. A long time ago, black and white photos, you see it. It was my final year of my apprenticeship butchering, and I was working in Amsterdam. It was the weeks leading up to Christmas, and we had this regular snowfall, making traveling very, very difficult. For some of you that lived in situations like that, you know all about that. It's not just because of the snow. No, it's when snow was spray, uh, sprayed all over the, the roads, the cancer would come and then spray salt on the roads. And they would melt the snow, and then you can drive through it. The trouble is, when the temperature hit below minus 10, it became black ice. And you couldn't see it. Very, very slippery. So it makes it very, very difficult. And every second Monday night, I went to trade school. This was the last one for me. I would finish my apprenticeship. This particular event, I got home late. Snow on the road, freezing cold, driving my Russian-made Lada car, top model. It must have been about 10 o'clock at night when I walked in and Dad says, Case, I'm glad you're here. We have some sours faring. Dad was a share farmer. They were having babies. I just want to go and check on them. So 10 o'clock at night and it was snowing. And it was, this, it was sort of his way of saying, Come, son. I want to do life with you. I loved going to the farm with my dad. Dad was a share farmer, and I had my racing pigeons there, and in the loft of the pig shed, and I would, it would have been about a 500-meter walk down the dike through the snow. And we looked up to look for the northern star. We don't have the northern star down here. We had the southern cross, which is magnificent. And we saw this. Does anyone know what it is? Northern Lights. In, in Holland, you don't see that very often. Look at this one. It happened this year as well. I looked it up. Dad and I were sharing our day's events, and as we looked to find the Northern Star, at the same time, these pinkish, red, and green images were painting the sky. Dad looked at me, and we just, everything was just quiet. We stood there in awe ankle deep in snow, looking at the sky. And then Dad said quietly, I've not seen this since my 12th birthday, the 1st of December, 1944. I was praying life would change. And then on the 5th of May, war ended. He said to me, Zone, or son, something's going to change. The 30th of September, 1981, I moved to Australia. A big change. Do anyone know this, this young lady? You know, moments like that are engraved in our minds, bringing real perspective, and we cannot help but reflect, ponder, and when God gives us those triggers, reflect on these beautiful moments again and again. What a blessing. That one night in Bethlehem, Joseph dragged Mary heavily pregnant, putting her on the back of a donkey for five to six days. I would have been told off I did that, I reckon. <laughs> what was he thinking? Well, obviously, he was not allowed to think. He's just trying to keep the peace. <laughs> Knowing deep down, 
God is in control. We don't hear about all those other events that would have surrounded that situation. Family and friends of Joseph and Mary would have all been in the same predicament. People were on the move, the hustle and bustle. You can just imagine, like all these people around and Roman soldiers keeping an eye on them. The traffic would have been horrific. Well, the donkeys and the camels would have been horrific. They would have been everywhere. Just like today, not on the back of a donkey, but in cars, on freeways, in shopping centres, in car parks. I think most accidents happen in car parks during Christmas time. A bit more of a comfort, but still hell. Particularly when you have to fly over to family and line up at the airports to find a seat on an airplane. But Mary and Joseph, a young tradesman, and his pregnant fiance on a six-day trip in the back of a, on the back of a donkey so the Romans could collect their taxes. Yep, that would have been an interesting time for them. Every village was turned upside down so the Romans could live to the standards they were grown to accustomed to. But God used this very, very night, this perfect night, to change. Mary and Joseph also received these indicators, amazing signs of wonder to encourage them to change was about to happen. Well, besides of the obvious, a baby, a baby in life that would change everything, life would never be the same. In our reading of birth of Jesus in Luke earlier, it speaks of the angel's announcement and the shepherds that heard the angels sing. In Matthew chapter 2, it speaks about the wise men from the east had seen a star. The announcement of the birth of the king foretold many, many years ago by the prophets. It also says in Luke 2 verse 19, Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and pondered on them often. Did Mary and Joseph fully understand what was going to happen the coming days? Not really. But those experiences and signs and wonders she kept in her heart faithfully, all in God's perfect timing. Just another Christmas, unlike Mary, we do not ponder on this often enough. Are we ready for the unexpected? Can we see that full picture, what's ahead of us? But No, we don't. But God has it all planned out. We must be ready for the light when everything around us shows negative perspectives, prospects and sometimes even darkness. God is waiting to shine. I think we need to be ready, be prepared. God will continue to put opportunities in front of us, and I pray he will open our eyes and ears. Yes, the world will continue to be on the move as people find their purpose, their roots, their goals, their pathways. God has prepared for them. Yes, the world will move on quietly, but quickly. As soon as Christmas is done, the Easter buns are out and focuses on Easter. At least I got it in the right order, right? <laughs> Father God, send us people to love so we have a purpose and love them truly. Christmas is an opportunity to share our stories with loved ones. Make it special. Make this an outstanding opportunity, a true celebration, a time we will never forget. Make it memorable. For the people God has sent you to love. And do live with them. Do life with them. Share your story. Reflect. Ponder. Do life. 
So let me ask this question. Is this going to be just another Christmas? Well, not for me. I have high expectations of what God has installed for us as a church, as our family, and for me personally. May God bless us all as we share this journey. Make it a memorable one. Let's pray. Lord, open our ears, our eyes, and our minds to what you have in store for us personally, with our families, and as a community. Shine your bright light. Fan the flames in our hearts. Impart upon us what you need us to know and do. Shine brightly through us in this, at this time of Christmas. So your name will be glorified, God, in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I invite you to stand as you are able and sing the next carol?